What's up, everybody? Clint Esposito here with the Clint Files number 12. Today we are addressing imbalances in the body, basically tightness and or more so tightness than strength. Um, and I actually, in doing this and doing a little bit of research, I stumbled across some techniques to release muscles that I never knew about. So I'm super excited to share that with you guys. I tried it a teeny bit today and it really worked. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by none other than Hero Soap. Check it. This is like seal, like an MRE, but it's just a bar of soap. Um, if you're going to support the show and you love America, this is how you can do it. You can go to freethinker.tv, hit the link, buy some free, uh, some freethinker soap, sorry, some hero soap. It is uh, United States Air Force veteran owned, handmade locally and locally sourced in Arizona. All natural with no chemicals, dyes, or fragrances. No parabens found in many traditional soaps that the FDA has linked to breast cancer and male reproductive issues. Which is basically what this podcast is all about. Trying to get rid of that shit. So this is a perfect, perfect deal. Um, if you subscribe... You can save 20% contract-free soap delivered to your door every month, and they will match your first month's soaps purchase and send overseas to deployed troops. How about that? A portion of the sales goes to Veterans Charities, Primary Operation Finally Home. Sick. So please... Um, Lucas is a great dude, and let me tell you, soap actually works. They got some menthol-y soaps, and then I got one that's like um, uh, peppermint and like tea tree oil or something, and I feel like uh, chocolate chip mint ice cream as I shower. I actually feel like I am a scoop of chocolate chip mint ice cream. All right, guys, enough of that. Let's get with the information. I don't like that. All right, here you go with the podcast. First, I'm going to talk about every day, you know, dealing with um, being mindful and dealing with imbalances in everyday life. Um, a lot of people, especially if you have an injury, let's say we'll use my leg for uh, example. You guys are going to get tired of hearing this if you listen to this all the time, but it's the most recent injury, and I got an infection, so it drug on. So I think that the um, plus I'm a little older when it happens. So I think that uh, the effects. I don't know. Maybe when I was young, I was just a meathead and I didn't uh, pay attention. But I think the infection kind of like made the knee um, more tender or something. So like kind of the effects last longer. I don't know. Anyway, um, we're just gonna use that as an example. From me being on crutches for so long and just not being able to put that foot down initially, I was not able to put more than 20 pounds on it. So I had to consciously keep weight off of it. And then eventually the knee hurt. So then I can, and it was swollen for a really long time. So I continued to not put weight on it. So I just kind of subconsciously got used to standing on my right leg all the time. When I started to work out, I started to realize as soon as I did any reps with my right leg, it was already tired because I've already been standing on it all day. The other issue is I got like a knot in my butt cheek, 
I got plantar fasciitis in my right heel. And this is strictly because I stood on my right leg literally all day long at work. Um, and if I sat down on a chair, when I went to get up, I pushed off from my other leg. So that's one, you know, strength and mobility basically uh, go hand in hand. So if you don't have the strength, you're not going to have the mobility either. Um, obviously, you can do something too much and tighten it up, but they really have to do that a lot. And more of it comes from, I'll address all that anyway. But uh, basically, when you squat down or anything like that all day long, just try and think about being square. Uh, be mindful of being square and emulating, like say my bad leg wants to go in a certain direction and put all the weight onto my other leg. I naturally kind of like shift that way. So I try to focus on keeping my hips straight and actually bending down into that other knee and putting weight on it as well. So that's just something you can do all day, every day. That also helps with mobility. If I go to squat down, I try to squat down evenly, even though my one leg doesn't bend as much. The goal is eventually it will bend and I can sit down, you know, like uh, people from China and stuff poop. That's why they have the squatty potty now here. Uh, they actually stand and then just squat down between their legs. Maybe I'll do a little video, not of pooping, but just of uh, getting into that position um, and trying to be centered and stuff like that. So you can do that all day long. The other thing I've noticed is I always reach for things with my right hand, which, um, of course, use my right side muscles and my right leg more. So I've tried to force myself recently when I go to get stuff, which is not as my, you know, uh, not dominant hand. I've tried to force myself, though, to go like that. So that way you end up squatting down on your other leg and using your other obliques and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's a lot like working out, but instead all day long, you can try to think of doing those types of things. Um, so that's, if you stretch, especially if you've had an injury, if you stretch, then you've noticed that one side's tighter than the other. And I think that really being mindful all day long and making yourself go through uh, everyday motions kind of tr retrains your brain to not favor the other side. So eventually you should even out. <clears throat> what I came across today, um, basically that's what I was going to talk about, just uh, doing things on both sides, being even. If you're going to carry something, carry it on one side, carry it on the other side. But what I came across today in trying to look up stretches and stuff or like how to even yourself back out other than what I was already thinking and I stumbled across uh, somantic, somatics, somatics, okay? And uh, here, this is from the Pain Relief uh, Secret. I don't know if it's a book or something. It's on a website called somaticmovementcenter.com, okay? Pain Relief Secret. How to retrain your nervous system, heal your body, and overcome chronic pain. 
Now, this is going to tie into something that I've just started to really believe and I talked about on the um, episode about wider, lighter weights for rehab and stuff like that. And it's really more so about tying your mind into the muscle itself to make the muscle contract, um, which I believe in because of other injuries as well. Having this arm, I couldn't pick it up in front of me and I literally started picking it up with the other arm and then fighting it down. And at the beginning, I'm going, like, I can't even stop it. How is this working? But it must have, or it did, reconnect the nerves, you know, my brain with the nerves in that muscle because it was detached for five months. Later, again, when I did this um, leg, when I started to walk on it, all the nerves in the lower part of my leg were severely damaged because my leg got broken by a bike um, landing on my shin and breaking my leg. So all those nerves were damaged. Then they had to do surgery, put a plate in there. They put one at my knee. So like the nerves in my leg were kind of shot. So after a while I was walking and I started to notice I was dragging my left foot. I wasn't picking it up and articulating my ankle the same way I was my other leg. I'm getting to a point with all this. Um, so what I would do would be watch my right leg pick my right leg up and walk normal and watch how my foot picks up, my toes come up, my heel goes down. And then I would copy that with the other leg. So then once I got the feeling and once I could watch this leg and feel what it felt like, I could emulate it with my other side, which is something that um, I'm going to go to her YouTube channel. She has a good YouTube channel, which she actually um, mentions or maybe it wasn't on there. I read it somewhere in this, that if you're trying to train yourself like this, um, you can, you should do your good side first. That way you can feel what it feels like to go through the movements and then you use your other side. So that way you kind of retrain your brain to do this stuff. Um, let's hear, here's a, what is clinical somatics? Uh, that's, Clinical somatics is neuromuscular education that uses the groundbreaking te techniques of pandiculation to retrain muscle memory and relieve pain. And then they have a quote there. So muscle memory is causing my pain. Most chronic pain. Okay, now this is something that I said also in the last one. Most pain that comes, skeletal pain is caused from an imbalance in your muscles. You're, you being stronger on one side than the other, and then like I'm just talking about my two legs, you get an imbalance because the one side compensates. And you're on it all the time. You're not working. Your body's not working, you know, in the, you know, the way that it's supposed to work. It's, you know, off to one side or whatever. It's stronger on one side, so... Most chronic pain, joint degeneration, and reoccurring injuries are caused by the way we use our bodies, the way we sit, stand, move throughout our lives. And our nervous system is responsible for telling us how to use our bodies. Our nervous system tells us which muscles to contract, when to release them, and how to hold our bodies when we're just sitting or standing still. Like, uh, also, posture posture, you could totally train yourself to not have bad posture. 
I'm sure there's extenuating circumstances, but just like I retrained my leg to walk normal and I don't walk around like I got a club foot, which I did for a couple months, uh, you can retrain, you can retrain yourself. You just have to be diligent in doing it. Going back to the paper. Uh, as we grow up, our nervous systems actually learns how to make us do these things. Like I said, and that's why you can retrain your legs to do or whatever body part to do stuff again. The reason I believe in this stuff as, as much also is that riding itself became muscle memory and even um, backflips, you know, secret. I was terrified of flips and especially some on a, I used to do freestyle motocross, if you don't know, do backflips, uh, metal to metal, concrete, and I would be scared a lot of times. And I knew that once I came around, I would just kind of shut off, do everything I had to do to set myself up to flip. And then I would allow my body to take over and then you could feel it and your, my body would basically do it. So that's why you can do anything, people. You just have to want it, and you have to do it consistently enough that it becomes normal to you. All right, enough inspiration. Uh, the more we repeat a certain posture or movement, the more deeply learned that muscle pattern becomes. Just what I was saying. After a while, our patterns become so deeply learned that we don't even have to think about them. That is what we call muscle memory. I was like, bro, muscle memory, take me, take over. Especially if I was hungover, which is the other podcast. But I've definitely been way too hungover to ride a motorcycle and just relied on muscle memory, baby. Muscle memory is a beautiful thing because it allows you to be hungover. No, that's not what it says. Uh, is a beautiful thing because it allows us to get through our daily lives efficiently. But unfortunately, sometimes we learn patterns that damage our bodies, like sitting hunched over at a computer. The only way to change these deeply learned muscular patterns is to re-educate the nervous system, which is a pain in the ass. It's not easy because uh, nerves and neural pathways um, progress really slowly. So it's not like, I mean, I guess it's like training your muscles, but like even slower. Uh and that is what clinical somatics does. It engages the nervous system in an active learning process that consists of very slow, focused, conscious movements. The movement techniques used in clinical somatics teach the nervous system how to release chronic muscle tension and stand and move in natural, efficient ways so that you aren't putting yourself in pain or doing damage to your body. Did anybody know that this was even a friggin'? I've been hurt so many times. Nobody's ever been like, yo, you can release that stuff. So... <clears throat> I did use, now, I said on the last podcast, too, that I talked to somebody that um, said that he was so tight he needed the gym, which I even said then, I believe, that it does help to an extent, but you still are, you can tighten that muscle up. But that, using the actual muscle, now, I used to do it um, from time to time, say I'd get a strain in my back or something like that. I would actually go to the gym, not go super heavy, but go to the gym and do those muscles. 
and I didn't know why it worked. But this basically explained to me why it worked. And I'm going to, I, I just found this and I just watched this lady. Um, she is, uh, I can um, listen to it over in here. I think her, I don't want to say her name was Karen. It could have been Karen. I'm not sure. Um, but for all intensive purposes, she's not a Karen. You know what I mean? I'm just guessing what her name is. I really don't know. The The YouTube is called, and I'm going to link the YouTube, um, at least this um, video that I'm watching right that I have pulled up right now. We're not going to watch it because it is 10 minutes long. But she explains the difference between stretching and pandiculation. And basically, stretching is like I talked about on that one podcast, lifting with heavy weights. Um where you're basically forcing the muscle to contract just because you have a lot of resistance on it versus pandiculation is like using um, Eugene Sandow's technique of lighter weights, but really focusing on the muscle and focusing on engaging the muscle fibers, which is going to wake them up. Which again, I totally uh, believe in solely because I learned from the one injury where my arm was super weak and then the next set I could go up like 5 pounds from 5 to 10 pounds or 10 to 15, like which is a huge jump. And it was only because I was waking the muscle back up. You know, most of us don't use all of our muscles fiber anyway. There's a lot of muscle fibers that are just there that we don't actually engage until like, you know what I mean? There's a baby stuck in a car and then you freak out and you can flip the car over or whatever, which that shit happens. And that's just engaging. Something happens and your body and your mind engages more of those muscles, uh, muscle fibers. So I'm going to totally butcher the shit out of this, but I'm going to put, um, Hold on, let's figure out what her name is because she says it. Hold on. Come on. Hi, I'm Martha. Martha. Not um, not Karen. Her name is Martha. I don't know her last name. Hopefully one day I'll get her on here um, because I'm like kind of obsessed with this now. Okay, I'm going to stop jabbering. So what she says in this... Um, and the thing that she did, the demonstration she had us do was basically, which as soon as she said it, we're going to do a demonstration. I was like, my neck's kind of tight. So she goes, a lot of people are tight in the neck. Okay. So you want to close your eyes. I'm not going to, uh, for the purpose of this video and you pull it up, right. And you tense it. You kind of flex the muscle. You think about that. And then you release it down really slow. And then you let it go all the way down, right? And totally relax it. Now, when I first started doing it, and she'll say that, when I first started doing it and I was coming down, my, my shoulder would be jerky. There was a little bit of a jerk there. So that is the confusion of the nerves, like it trying to stop it there. So what you're actually doing is resetting the brain and the nervous system. You're resetting the length of the muscle that the muscle is supposed to hang. What? <laughs> I know. This is mind-blowing shit, right? So 
it's basically more of a thought, super slow, everything's slow. You have to do everything with intention. It's just like Eugene Sandow says, when you're flexing your muscle, you don't want it to be the weight. You want to focus on it. You want to pull those groups of muscles, slowly relax it down, and then let it totally relax and release it. Okay, and that's going to reset your brain and your nervous system to the muscle. And it really did release the tension in my neck here. Um, they also do one for, she has a bunch of ones for your uh, psoas muscles, which runs like basically uh, over your hips, like down into your groin kind of. And then from like your, the back of your pelvis, like down into your, into your groin there. And a lot of that being tight, because we sit like this a lot, right? So the front of your body kind of like contracts and it stays short. So that's a ton of people's issues is right in their lower back and hips, uh, which your psoas is also a part of your hips and nobody really knows to stretch that stuff. So really, I would any place that you have, I would seriously, I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to link this lady's stuff um and uh the essential somatics um youtube page please go and look at these videos another thing i think um to get maybe a little bit more aggressive like say i have a knot or something in my back the uh, the other way to try and get rid of it um i think so it's a combination of doing what the, what she says a little bit of stretching she's kind of against stretching um, not really against it, but just said that you could hurt yourself versus this. You're not really going to hurt yourself. Um, but I also like rolling stuff out on those. I have those PVC, just four inch pipe, which I do my back. I know that's a little bit aggressive, but, um, I like to get aggressive. And then I have a two inch PVC pipe to roll the bottoms of my feet. Um, that one is kind of pointy for my back and stuff like that. It hurts bad, but the four inch doesn't seem that bad. So, um, so I would just, um, go through your day being mindful and really work on being symmetrical. And if you, uh, feel a tight side, try and roll on over to that side. Um, and always be just trying to work through any tight spots that you have. And I would still definitely stretch. She sounds like she's not necessarily a fan of stretching, but I definitely think um, it's a combination of stretching, rolling, and uh, contracting, you know, like this or with light weights or anything like that. But with any of it, like I say all the friggin' time, consistency, consistency, consistency. And just like we talked about muscle memory, and your muscles can learn to do anything. They can learn to be in shape or they can learn they can learn that you sit around all day or they can learn that at least at some point every day we're going to like push a little bit of weight and we're going to engage. And that's what you want to teach them uh, because you're never going to make huge gains in one day. You need to just be consistent with it all the time. I know the secret to being in shape, people, but nobody wants to hear it. You have to find things that are active that you like to do like three, four, five times a week and then do them for the rest of your life. 
that that's the unfortunate truth of health and fitness. You have to find foods you like to eat, find activities you like to do, and do them forever. Can you take days off and eat a bunch of cake? Sure. One, every once in a while. I mean, I eat shit like fairly regularly, uh, so I shouldn't be one to talk. But I even I spread it out. Like, yeah, I have pizza probably a couple times a week because people fucking order pizza. I don't know. Nutrition and activity are as equally as important, I would say. All right, I'm rambling now.